Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. This is Mark Joseph Bennett in Kingston, Ontario, the place where the podcast began. Guys, can you believe it's been uh, over a full calendar year since I started the podcast back in Kingston in January of 2018, 2019, guys. Oh, man. Happy New Year. I'm telling you, I'm so glad that part's over. I don't know why. But I hate having to say Happy New Year to people when when the fucking thing... Ah, I said I wasn't going to swear that much because younger people are starting to listen to this thing. All right, I'll try to, I'll try to curb that a little bit in 2019. That's the New Year's resolution. I also hate that. I'm, I hate a lot of things. You people new to the podcast, this is what it is, all right? It's a Bill Burr Monday morning podcast style comedy podcast where I just rant in my car for the most part because sometimes I'm on the road and I record this and then when I'm at home I don't want to bother my small child and my wife I'm sure they appreciate that so I go to the car and I scream about shit swore again anyway I don't know why I just hate that and especially when someone comes up uh, happy new years what do you mean new years it's not a plural the reason you say new years it's because New Year's Eve. That's that's why it was Happy New Year's. They mean Happy New Year's Eve. Like, you got to finish that sentence, you know, because you're having the party on the New Year's Eve. But when it's the New Year, it's a singular. New Year. Happy New Year. Oh, man, I'm recording this in the car again in a parking lot. So I'm in the LCBO parking lot, and I uh, people are driving by. That's okay. It's okay. we got a job to do. Loving the shows here in Kingston. I'm at Absolute Comedy. If for some reason you're in Kingston and you listen to this podcast and you don't know I'm in town, uh, we have another show tonight. I'll try to upload this immediately. We have another show tonight, Friday, Friday, January 11th, and another show Saturday, January 12th. They've been sold out so far because, guys, I mean, I'm a, I'm a real treat. You know, I'm, I, I got the pulse of the public. You know, everybody loves to come see Mark Bennett. You know? So get your tickets now, everybody. Oh, the shit I have to talk about. And the thing is, I haven't done a podcast since my pre-Christmas podcast. Because, you know, everybody needs a break, people. But I wasn't actually taking a break. I was doing shows. Soon as Christmas ended, I was at the Ottawa Absolute Comedy Club. Because you do a run. Like, they own three clubs, right? So I do a little run of uh, Ottawa, Toronto, and Kingston. And uh, right after Christmas was my Ottawa comedy shit. And that was so great. You know, that's a, it's a, one of the great clubs in the country, the Ottawa comedy. Thanks for having me there. All the shows were wonderful. Uh, and one of them, while wonderful, was eventful. And I, I made sure I remembered to talk about this because it happened well over a week ago now. And uh, I have the memory of a goldfish. A uh, fight broke out, an actual fight in the comedy club. I'm thinking I'm going to try to upload it to YouTube. So I'm on stage. I'm hosting this that week, and I'm on stage. And at one point, I have to stop the show. Uh, I have to say, "Okay, what's going on in the back? What's happening?" And everybody has turned around at this point because there's a dude standing up, screaming, "He touched my effing beer!" See? I said effing. I'm cleaning it up for you kids. Touched my effing beer. 
and then uh, got in the guy's face and said, I am an effing cop. I'm an effing cop. You messed up, buddy. You messed up big time. And uh, then he took his beer and he threw it on the other guy's girlfriend, like the whole beer. And then she picked up her beer and threw it back at him. And then, of course, all the club, like all the managers and stuff, they came out. They don't have bouncers. They really should. But luckily, their manager is a six foot five balded man. Balded? Is that a was that a word? He's bald, shaved head. Let's go with that. He shaves his head. I don't know if he's technically bald. I mean, he's technically bald, but I don't know if his if it's his choice. Logan, I'm sorry if it's if it's not your choice. And uh, but he looks cool. But he's got a big beard. He's like 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, I don't know. Big dude. So he looks like a bouncer, even though he's the club manager. So the other guy, he didn't, uh, it didn't escalate. And now, see, I thought the whole thing was Logan, you know, because he's a big dude that the, the effing cop, he backed off. But apparently, apparently, and they, they told me this, the staff, while it was going on, there was a big man with a big beard who looked like he could handle himself. He was intently watching what was happening. And the big man, he had a girlfriend, and she had her hand on his arm, just just patting his arm. And then when uh, the effing cop threw the beer on the girlfriend lady, the big bearded girlfriend, the big bearded man's girlfriend, she tapped his arm and said, okay, you can go now. And then the dude stood up and started like stealthily walking, like trying not to be noticed. He would just he was just shimmying down the wall. And then the staff noticed him when he got very close. And uh, apparently the effing cop also looked up and saw that guy and realized, all right, I think uh, I think it's time to de-escalate. And so he left this guy and his girlfriend left as well. The effing cop, of course, people like this. You would think they don't have girlfriends, but they do. Man, you ladies, come on. You're, you're the ones that got to keep this species going. When you see guys like that, you just just don't, don't go with them. Because what if they breed? And they do. And then you gotta, you'll have a bunch of toddlers with Tom Hardy t-shirts. And I'll say, I'm an effing cop. Throwing beer on ladies. Is that what you want? Is that who you want to raise? Get away from these guys. And guys, if you're like that, Jesus Christ. All right, this swearing things out the window. Here I am doing an Evan Gop thing. And, uh, but, it, so anyway, he, he leaves and his girlfriend stays. She stays in the downstairs. They have a downstairs portion where you can play pool and just drink beer uh, at the club. So she stays to finish her drink and he just leaves. And then she's like, yeah, he's like this. This has happened before. I'm like, well then... Lady, fucking smarten up. This is not a man to be tethered to, for Christ's sake. And let me tell you something. So everybody in the audience, so me, let's bring it back to me. I like to do that. I'm on stage, and I have stopped the show uh, for obvious reasons. Like I just, so I'm, and I'm saying to the audience, we're just going to wait this out. We're going to see where it goes, you know, and uh, the, I'm supposed to bring on the, the opening act by now. And so I tell the audience, okay, so it's time to bring on the opening act, but I'm not bringing him up into this shit show. So we're going to wait this out. And then when the guy gets kicked out, 
Uh, I do a few jokes because I'm I'm a professional, guys. I'm a professional, so I do a few jokes about the situation, and everyone like the explosion of laughter and applause from those jokes, just because there was so much tension. This guy, in his own way, like, and I, w- I was telling the people, like, I've been doing comedy 15, 16 years. I've never seen anything quite like this, you know, especially at a nice, it's Ottawa. I was telling them, we're in Ottawa. I, I'd expect this maybe, and I don't know what, you know, you know, butt fuck, butt fuck Manitoba, you know, but, you know, not that Manitoba's bad, guys. It's just never go to butt fuck. I'm telling you that place, oh, that place. So the thing is, I, I, I say to everybody, this is the last thing I expected at this, in this lovely city of government workers. And uh, we, we riff on about this a little bit. It's just the guy made the show better. It, it, the show was good. It was started quite well. But when that happened, the amount of relief everyone felt, because people were nervous. Everybody felt they were in a bad situation. It wasn't one of those things where you got a heckler who made people slightly uncomfortable. Like people were pretty like, oh shit, what's going to happen here? And then when the guy was getting like seemingly violent, especially to throwing the beer on the lady, like there's all of us were thinking, okay, we got to do something. Luckily, there was like a bearded assassin that was, <laughs> he was the one who was going to do something. And a lot, and then there was some controversy, right? We were, me and the audience, we were discussing whether or not we thought this was actually a police officer. And um, there, it was 50-50. You know, it was my hope that he was not a police officer and that he was just using that as something to throw out because it sounds like you're in a super amount of trouble. Uh, because I, I have heard stories, firsthand stories, of people losing... Um, their status as a police officer for doing far less than that. So the thing is, if he is a police officer and anyone has any idea who he is, then he's probably no longer a police officer. And I would hope that that would be the case. But then there was 50% of people who were like, have you met some cops? Not all. Love the police officers. Keep it safe. Thank you for your service. But some of them get into it for the wrong reasons. You know? And then, and uh, so the girl downstairs, the girlfriend who said, oh, he's like this, she says, he's in the army. So perhaps he was a police officer in the army or something like that. And then I start thinking, ah, shit, you know, maybe, you know, maybe some PTSD, maybe some whatever. But listen, whatever your hang up, whatever the problem is, whatever you've seen in your life, if you feel the need to start physical confrontations at a live comedy show, and you're threatening ladies, and, you know, you got to get some help. So that guy, I'm sure he's listening to the podcast, because even though he only saw five minutes of my act, I'm sure he's a big fan. He, uh, If you're listening to this, buddy, you effing cop, you got to go get some therapy, my friend. Jesus Murphy. It was, uh, it was something. And I let me tell you, uh, and as a comic, you're thinking to yourself, what am I going to do about this particular situation? You know? And then, you know what I decided while I was on stage? Because there was a good, you know, three, four minutes where I wasn't speaking at all. Because everyone is just, they had their heads turned around and they're watching this thing just 
you know, be be what it is. Crazy tension. And uh, I decided while I was up there to think nothing. I said, I'm just going to let it unfold and I will react to what has happened. That is what, that was my plan. And it went well. It went well. People afterwards, they, they came up and they said, wow, I don't know how you handled that. That was as good as I assume anyone could handle it, which was lovely to hear. But I explained to them, I said, I didn't handle it. I just simply reacted. I just reacted to the situation, whatever was happening. I, may, I make jokes. That's what I do. In, in fact, this is in my wheelhouse. And that's my whole life. There's a reason I'm a comedian. When you're a kid, you know, you're full of anxiety. You're full of piss and vinegar. Your hormones are all over the place. My defense mechanism was always humor, especially when it came to, like, fighting and physical confrontations and all that stuff. Hey, let's defuse this shit. I'm not, I'm not here to have some fisticuffs. I'm here to have a good time. Let's, let's make some jokes, you know? And bullies, hey, you think you're a bully? Yeah, what about this, buddy? Here's a funny joke. And he's like, hey, I'm no longer a bully. And you're like, that's right, bud. Humor is an excellent defense mechanism. Don't let anyone tell you any different. You know, it's gotten me out of jams my entire life. In Ottawa, in fact, three years ago, I got pulled over for a speeding ticket. Made the cop laugh a couple times. No speeding ticket. Wasn't that lovely? I wonder, was that the same guy? Oh, man. And he had come to watch the show going, hey, I remember that guy made me laugh. You know? The type of irresponsible cop who would throw away a speeding ticket just because the guy made him chuckle. Maybe that's the same type of cop who starts a physical confrontation. I'm an effing cop. Anyway, I'll try to post it on YouTubes, on the YouTubes. Uh, Danny Polischuk, he's, uh, he was the, the opener, and he, um, he actually filmed the whole thing. So the whole thing is just from me, because he put it up on the ledge where, where we have a, a spot to film ourselves in the club, and he was just taping it with his iPhone. He wanted to tape his own set, so he got me in it. And so you can't see the fight, but you can see me and my reaction to the fight. And there's just and you can also see the beer because the 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 ledge was right over where the guy was. So you can hear the guy plain as day. In fact it's hard to hear me because you all you can hear is the guy screaming. I'll have to put up subtitles of what everybody's saying if I upload this to the YouTubes. And then you can see the beer just going across just across the the, the lens of the camera. Like luckily it didn't hit his iPhone, but it came real close. And it's, I'll have to freeze frame that or do a super slow-mo or something like that. Oh, man, this is going to go viral. This is the thing that makes me famous. Huh? Speaking of Bill Burr, this is like my Bill Burr Philadelphia thing. Except his was far cooler. Far cooler. But, uh, and now, and now I've moved on. That's funny about comedy, you know? It's, at first, every show is like life and death because it's your... You don't do comedy that often. You're, you're so nervous about getting up there. And now, I mean, something like that happened, and I had to remind myself to talk about it because uh, so I've done so many shows in between. I totally forgot about it. In fact, the very next night, I'd forgotten all about it. You know, until Danny showed me the video. I'm like, oh, dude, can you fucking Dropbox me that or, or airlift it or whatever the kids are doing these days? It's, uh, I don't know. I think I'll put it up as long, as long as the club doesn't get too mad. Because I was very clear when I was on stage, guys, this is a nice place. This has never happened here, all right? Uh, I said, we have a good clientele. 
So we we have cops that come here. I I did I made that joke and I I got a huge laugh. Oh, it was like a like popping uh, a balloon. Oh, the tension! It just melted away. But now I'm in Kingston, and I gotta tell you, this is one of my favorite weeks of the year. It's just I don't from a comic perspective. Let me tell you how it goes. All right. More than anything, what I dislike is the two shows in one night. I'm just, I know it's more money in one particular evening. But the thing is, that wait in between those two shows, it's just like, it's a long night. And people are like, oh, Jesus, you had to work three hours in one night. Way to go. You don't know what you're talking about. All right. It's like, it takes the good out of you. It's a performance, you know what I mean? I would equate it to an athlete, you know? Like that's what, I'm just like an athlete, guys. 4% body fat. No, but it's just, it takes so much out of you. Like, it's, you know, the adrenaline, you know, that you're, you're giving a performance, you know? You're, you're, you're up, you're amped, you're yelling, you're screaming, you're, you're fucking... And then, then when it's done... You know, and everyone's like, yeah, way to go. Well, hopefully. Then you, and then you, you go, well, we're not even, we're not done. We're only halfway done. And then you got to do it again. You got to get amped up. I have to eat in between shows. And it, because if I don't, I don't know, blood sugar, I don't know what it is. I just get so sleepy and foggy, you know, and, and then try to do it again. I always think to myself, sometimes you'll have three shows in a night. And when you're doing stuff like that, even the two shows, I will stop sometimes and say to the audience, did I tell you this one yet? Because you just, you just said it. You said it like an hour ago. So now you're thinking to yourself, wait, did I say it an hour ago or a minute ago? And I've talked to other comics. It's not just me, my goldfish brain. Everybody says the same thing. Everybody says the same thing. There's a guy staring at me now. Yes, that's right. I have a microphone in an LCBO parking lot in Kingston. Deal with it. And New Year's. <laughs> New Year's Eve. We had uh, two shows in the night, but they were at the same time. Now, is that better or is that worse? I tell you, it's both. It's better in that when it's over, it's over. But it's worse in that, so they do one upstairs and one downstairs at the New Year's show. New Year's Eve show. And I, um, although I guess you could say the New Year's show because the show would be like the subject. I don't know anything about grammar. But uh, you would say the New Year's apostrophe S, New Year apostrophe S show. Anyway, this is not why you tuned into the podcast, I'm assuming. And if you if you did, then you're sorely disappointed. This is not going to be a grammar podcast. Man, this is one busy LCBO parking lot. I guess, hey, you know, we're in Kingston. I'll tell you a lot about Kingston before I get back to the New Year's show. Is um, It is, I said it last night to the audience, and they all applauded, so I assumed they were with me on it. Kingston is, it's like, it runs the gamut, man. It, it, it's got extremes. It's so progressive. In so many ways. It's a great city. I think I could live here. I swear to God. 
And you go, like I, me and my wife, we like to eat vegetarian, eat vegan if we can, you know. And you go to the grocery store. It's just like the Loblaws. And uh, it's that's this huge selection of vegan shit. Like way better than any place I've seen in Toronto. Just And young people so progressive. Like so I, I tell people that I was eating vegan. Uh, I eat vegan as best I can for my health and, and moralistically, but certainly for my health. And they, uh, and I say, anyone, anyone eat vegan here? And uh, like a lot of people will applaud, like more than one, sometimes three, which doesn't sound like a lot, but no other city does it. No other city I go to in Canada is just anyone doing the vegan thing. Dead silence. And they're all eating their chicken wings. And I don't blame you. Chicken wings are fucking delicious. However, I don't eat them anymore. But what I do eat is the Gardein chicken wings, which they don't sell in Toronto, but they do sell in in Kingston. I loaded up. I bought a few bags. I hope that they will stand because you're supposed to keep them in the freezer. Gardein isn't a vegan. It's just like soy and, and tofu or I don't know what. But they wrap it in like a, I don't know what, some kind of shit. And, they, and it has barbecue sauces and it tastes like a boneless chicken wing. It's phenomenal. And when they, I used to buy them all the time in Toronto. You know, put a little uh, vegan sour cream on it. Oh, my goodness gracious. So good. And let me tell you something about the vegan sour cream. Can't tell the difference. Anyway, this is not the vegan grammar podcast. But I will say that, uh, yeah, I'm going to bring those things home. Going to load up on them, stick them in the trunk. Hopefully they'll make the trip. Uh, certainly you could leave them outside. Because I don't know if, you, if I told you this yet, it's fucking freezing here. It is minus 20 right now. That's without the wind. Without the wind chill. Which I used to think was the windshield factor. Because I'm not very smart. The wind chill. It is, it is cold. But not as cold as Ottawa. All right? No matter how cold it gets anywhere, it doesn't seem to be as cold as Ottawa. My brother and sister live in Ottawa. So we were there for Christmas, and then I stayed to do shows, and it was too long. It was too long in a city that was that cold, that when you're not used to it. I get it. If you live in Ottawa, people who live in Ottawa, they love it, you know? Now, to me, it's because you don't know the difference. You don't realize that you're in Antarctica. But they, they probably do, so they adjust. They dress properly. But, you know, some schmo running in from Toronto where it's normally like minus five to zero with very little snow, even though it's only four, four, five hours away from, from Ottawa. I don't know why. Maybe because Ottawa's a valley. I, I don't know. All I know is that it's freezing. And you go there from Toronto and you got your, hey, I got my, my uh, what do you call them? My Patagonia coat, my little tissue paper coat. I should be fine right now. Oh, jeez, that's my lungs. Literally stepped out of the car and my nose froze the inside of it. And then my esophagus froze. And I was like, I, I can't breathe. I got to get in the house. And so I tell you, and my dad, he came up for Christmas and he said for the last time, and I got to tell you, dude, I think, I think he's right. He's got the one leg. So it's hard to get around at the best of times. So in the freezing cold, you know, he's 71, the joints and stuff. Like, Christ, I'm, I'm 40, and my joints and shit are killing me in the wintertime. I would like warmer weather. I'm already making a plan. To, where do I spend my winters? I'm 40. So at 71, it's like, yeah, man, 
go to Florida. And then with the one leg and all the ice around, if you fall, like, I mean, the slightest thing, like most of us can fall in Ottawa on the ice or anywhere, but it's just Ottawa has a lot of ice on the ground. Uh, At least when we were there, my wife, she is pregnant as longtime listeners to the podcast. You guys know that. And, uh, pregnant and she was going to work in Ottawa because she can she can go there right she I don't think I did I tell you guys this but Jesus Christ it's like I've done two shows in one night I don't think so I don't think I've done a podcast since before Christmas anyway my wife she's uh pregnant and because she works for the federal government she can work in Ottawa when she's here or when she's there so she she was taking the bus from uh, my brother's house where we were staying to downtown, to where she worked. And, uh, you know, like I had the toddler, so I didn't think to drive her to the bus stop, and I should have. You know, I should have just, I know it was freezing cold, but I should have bundled him up, started the car, you know, after it warmed up, put him in, and then taken her to the bus stop, even though it was literally a, a minute and a half walk, you know, to the bus stop. But I should have done it, because she fell. These fucking, like, anyway, she's considering suing. And not because we're dicks, all right? It's just because time and time again, when we're in that area of, uh, of Ottawa, they just, they, it's sheets of ice all over the, the sidewalks. And so it's just like, what does it take to get a city to salt the sidewalks? Maybe it takes a few threats or a few sues, you know? For the greater good. Plus, maybe we'll get a few thousand dollars. But I know we're not going to do it. But it does feel like maybe we should. You know, maybe just to let you know. Because it, it, so she fell. My dad with his one leg, he fell. He fell in, in uh, uh, coincidentally, an LCBO parking lot. The Bennetts love the LCBL. In case you don't know, if, if you're listening to this outside of Ontario, that's the liquor store. All right? I don't want to perpetuate Newfoundland stereotypes. That all the newfies love to drink, but, you know, well, we like to drink. But not not like, we're not alcoholics, so at least me and my dad, as far as I know. But I uh, just love a tasty beer. I just bought Sam Adams Oktoberfest. I don't know how it's going to go, but they say there's hints of malted maple or something. Anyway, I love the Sam Adams regular beer, and that's why I named my child Sam. And <laughs> I didn't, it's a coincidence, but my favorite beer... Is the same as my favorite person. Tied with my wife, in case she's listening. If she's not listening, she's a close second. All right. Oh, man, you're being on the road. I tell you, it just, it's different now. You know, like I, this is a, as a relaxing week, let me get back to the thing I said about the two shows in one night. This is about as a relaxing of a week as you can have because we have one show. And and like so it starts on Wednesday. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. One show each. And then on Saturday the show's over at 9.30. So I get to drive back to Toronto and be in my own bed by midnight. And it's just wonderful. You know? And then we're staying at at, uh, at a house they, they, the comedy club has bought a house, a big one, so that all three comics who are on the show can stay there. We all have our own rooms with TVs on the wall and lovely place and a big, huge games room that unfortunately doesn't have heat. 
So we're no one's going in there. Can't even open the door. It's fucking frozen. It's too bad. It's got a weight machine. You know, it's got one of those bow flexes. It's got a big snooker table. It's got foosball. But what are we going to do? We can't go in. Freezing. Yeah, that's... Guy who owns the club, Jason, we're, we're always on him. Like, fucking dude, get a heater in there. For Christ's sake, nobody can use it for like nine months of the year. Only the people who come here in the summer can use it. I should be booking in the summer. That's why I, Ottawa from now on, honest to God. Never again in January and February and December will I will I book that club. And because uh, I, you know, it's just, it's just too cold for me. I'm a sensitive boy. So this week... You know, I'm just, I'm sitting around. I go to Starbucks, play video games, brought my PS4. Yes, I'm a 40-year-old child. You know, brought my PS4 and um, just playing that Red Dead Redemption 2. My wife got it for me for Christmas because she knows I'm a man-child. And it's, oh my God, is that good? Oh, Christ. It's so good. If you haven't played Red Dead Redemption and Red Dead Redemption 2, Get on that shit. It's a, if, if you're unfamiliar with video games, you guys probably know Grand Theft Auto. So Grand Theft Auto, the makers of Grand Theft Auto, they make a game, in my opinion, that is better. Uh, and a lot of people's opinion, but people, most people think Grand Theft Auto is the greatest game of all time. I personally think it's the other game that Rockstar Video Games make called Red Dead Redemption. So good. Oh, you're in the Wild West. You just it's like you're, It's like you're living a whole new life. You know, it's a, it's a escapism. Is that a thing that people say? It's one of those things. I almost dropped the mic. Drop the mic. So we're just hanging out. And I love the two comics that I'm staying with. Uh, just the hilarious Rebecca Reeds. Check her out if you don't know her. Up and comer in Toronto. She started in Ottawa, just like me. Um, and then she uh, moved to Toronto, just like me. Maybe she'll go to L.A. like I did. I wouldn't recommend it. Um, I just, I don't know, especially this day and age. I just, I would like for Canada, for the Canadian comedy scene to get stronger. I admit the Los Angeles scene is where it's at. I admit that, but I just wish the Canadian scene would get stronger. So hopefully good comics like Rebecca stay here. Now I was, I drove her to Kingston, uh, had a lovely car ride and she was adamant that she would like to stay in Canada. So this great. You know, young, good talent staying here, fantastic. You know, and the fact that she's a lady, that's great. Yes, uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but the world seems to be big on the ladies right now. So that's great to have a strong female comic. I mean, she's hopefully she's going to get a lot of work. Hopefully she'll get a lot of attention. Uh, encourage other female comics to, to, you know, start it up and, and uh, get more exposure. You know, because it's, it's still really really heavily weighted to the males. It's just the, just by the number of people who do it. And then uh, the males are still like the top 10 comics uh, who made money, the top 10 earning comedians of 2018. They were all men, you know, which is not their fault. They go off and they, they you know, they work hard. And they make a lot of money. That's true. That's good for them. But it'd be nice to see ladies getting into it, you know. But that that, that just happens through time. Comedy has been predominantly male for a long time and, you know, not a comfortable environment, I will admit, for uh, women for many years. But now a lot of people know right from wrong, finally. So it's getting a little, a little better for the ladies. Got a long way to go. 
But people like Rebecca are starting to really shine, and that's great. And uh, so check her out. I don't know where, where she is, her social medias and whatnot. I don't pay attention. I'm in my own little bubble. And then the other guy is Joey Elias. And anybody from the Montreal area knows exactly who I'm talking about. This dude's a dynamo. He's been, uh, he's been just a, a staple of Montreal for, I don't know what, 20 years? He's just, yeah, he's amazing. And he's, he's emceeing, which is very uh, gracious of him. You know, he's headlining next week, so he'll be, he's, he's a bona fide, real deal, one of Canada's best headliners. So having a guy like that MC in your show, it's just like, it's such a friggin', uh, I don't know, honor is the best way to put it. It's, uh, it's great. You know, he, and he's, it, the show goes so well because he's so good. Like a lot of comedians, they hate following really strong comics. And I, to me, that's pure insecurity. Because if you ask me, would you rather follow somebody who kills or somebody who bombs? Every time I want somebody who kills. You, the, the key is you ride the wave. You got to ride that wave, you know? And uh, Joey is just, oh, man, what a professional, that guy. So, yeah, if you don't know Joey Elias, you check him out. Uh, I think his new comedy special is coming out soon. Another guy who uh, wants to stick around in Canada. So I, I think things are getting a bit better. Anyway, we're standing here at the condo, and as, as great of a time as I'm having, you know, my, my wife is sending me little videos of, of the boy, and he's just at that age where I'm sure, you know, I don't know, maybe it'll get also even more fun, but right now it's so much fun. He's, he can speak, and he can walk and talk, and he's obsessed with hockey and, uh, and German industrial metal, and I am not joking about that. This kid... I mean, it started as a as a bit of a joke, right? Like my iPod, you know, that we have hooked up to one of those speakers in our kitchen, just so we can play music when we eat. I need some noise when I'm eating. It used to be the TV, but my wife's not a huge fan of the TV while we're eating, so I I need some. I can't listen to myself chew. All right, I need something to block out that noise, and um, I I like to play, you know, blues music and whatever. It's just something nice. You know, and uh, maybe a little Cuban jazz infusion. We were into that for a while when we after our trip to Cuba. And uh, I tell you, I I was just dancing around with the kid to Rage Against the Machine. It was just like it, it came up. I don't know. It was on a random playlist. And since it's my iPod, I got Rage Against the Machine. I loved metal growing up. And I don't mean like and I know that metalheads are like Rage Against the Machine's not metal. Yeah, I, but I also had that stuff. Like I had Megadeth and Anthrax and Slayer, and then uh, and then as it you know later on uh, when I was in about to get to university, I was listening to Corn, and uh, and then a bit later on from that, you know, Godsmack and 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 Ramstein. It just I don't know what it is. I also listen, guys. I'm also sophisticated. All right, like Kingston, which I didn't finish that. <laughs> Sorry, I was telling Rebecca. Rebecca was asking me to explain my podcast, and I said. It's like the conversation we're having here in this car. I go off on tangents. I forget where I'm going, and then eventually I circle back around. And uh, she laughed, and she said, that's great. I'll listen to that. She probably won't. But look, she's a busy lady, all right? Anyway, she also has a podcast. Oh, Christ. So, yeah, look up Rebecca's podcast. I don't know what it's called because I live in my own bubble, but uh, I should. Anyway, you could find it. Just go on iTunes or wherever and say, Rebecca Reads Podcast. And uh, 
So anyway, what was I talking about? All right, Kingston. So you got the progressives, you know, just just these friggin' it's a big university town here. And uh, there's a lot of just moving and shaking here. Like all that vegan shit and all like uh, people trying to improve their lives. Very lots of people in wicked shape jogging down the street in minus 20. And then there is like a, a, a whole other section of of just hard looking men. Just toothless fucking stab you in the neck type of dudes who are all lovely. Because I talked to, like I said it last night at the club, and everybody, like I said, everyone applauded. Because they know that's what Kingston's like. It, it's it got the extremes, man. It's got, like, guys who look like they're fucking ready to rip your head off, and guys who look like they want to knit you a scarf. It is is great. and uh, But, I mean, everyone's nice here. It's just that you have a real working class, like, fucking, uh, you know, and then a real, I don't know, elitist type guys, but no one acts that way. Everybody is, like, everyone gets along here. I really, really like Kingston. Uh, It's very nice. Anyway, what was I saying? I was talking about, you know, being on the road and the boy, right, and the music. So it was just, so like, like Kingston, I also, I listen to classical music. I listen, I'm a big fan of Chopin, big fan of Yevgeny Kissin, the uh, Russian pianist. I actually went to see him live in concert. It was his first time in, in 10 years he went to Toronto. And me and my wife went, and it blew me away. It was, like, I was hoping to like it. I was hoping, like, hopefully you're sophisticated enough to like this. Like, uh, let's pretend we like it even if we don't. You know, because who, go see a live piano player? How could that be good? But I, I did it because I, wa- I sort of wanted to say I did it. You know, so I could like say things like this on the podcast, like, yeah, I went to Yevgeny Kissin's pianist con- con- concert. I was about to call it concerto, but it's not that because it's a, what do they call it? It's a sonata. Is it a sonata when it's a piano? I don't know what I'm talking about. So anyway, it's um, solo piano and it was fucking amazing. Live everything is better, guys. Jesus, if you ever doubt that, live everything is better. So I was thinking, how is this? And just watching this dude play piano, I was like, I don't have to try to like this. This is blowing my mind. He got three standing ovations. Uh, He did four fucking encores because we wouldn't let him leave. Jesus Christ, that guy. It was so good. Anyway, I listened to that. And so me and my wife, we try to play that for the boy. And he likes it enough. Likes blues music. Hates kids music. Fair enough. And he hates country. Also, fair enough. Makes me a little proud. I'm sorry if you guys are country fans. And, um, what I, Rage Against the Machine came on. I started dancing with the kid a little bit. And he went nuts. And I know he was part of it. It was because, hey, dad's dancing with me. You know, and I like him for some reason. And I like, you know, having fun with my dad. And he seems to like this music. So I like this music. But he started asking for it. Machine? 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 This was back when he was just learning to speak. And so we'd have to play it all the time. And then when he, you know, when we decided to introduce him to TV, and uh, because, you know, sometimes you need a break to go take a, take a dump, you, uh, <laughs> you got to do something, right? Uh, we decided, since he loves music so much, I'll show him a live Rage Against the Machine concert so he can see 
what the instruments are. And he loved that. Loved to watch, see the drums, see the guitars. And, you know, it was cool. Uh, and then something happened where a Rammstein video came on the YouTube, you know, one of those playlists, and he just lost it. He loves it. And so there's this scary-ass video where the lead singer, he's dressed like some fucking S&M guy, and he's got, uh, like, spikes uh, around his neck. And so Sam calls that the spikes. Want to watch the spikes? Want to watch Rammstein, the spikes? And he's got, like, he can nail the German accent. The Rammstein? Want to watch the Rammstein? And there's another song called Mineland, which is, uh, my, I guess, my land. Really cool song. And um, he can pronounce that one. So it's hysterically funny to see uh, a two-year-old toddler look at me and say, Want to watch Mineland by Rammstein? <laughs> yeah, sure thing. Sure thing, Dieter. What was the Mike Myers character? Oh, my God. And then, like, I don't. I don't blame them. It is fucking... The music just jazzes me up. It gets me going, man. I've been listening to it before the shows. Just a real pick-me-up. There's just something about it. And what's great is that the lyrics are are probably awful. You know, about sex and violence and drugs and shit. But it's in German. So nobody knows what he's saying, except the Germans. I I can never take him to Germany. Because people are like, what is wrong with this foul-mouthed kid? Jesus Christ. Why is he always singing about killing everybody? But the point is, this is a long-winded, long, long-winded way to say, Jesus, I'm at 41 minutes. We're, all, we're almost done the podcast. It's a long-winded way to say, I, I just miss being home. You know, you, you being on the road, it's, it's like I said, lo- couldn't be a more nice, relaxing, fun time that I'm having this week. But you still got that, ah, the kid. Just, I'd like to go see him. I went I went in the Canadian Tire. In fact, I'm sitting in a LCBO slash Canadian Tire parking lot. Went in the Canadian Tire to get myself some skate laces. Because the boy's obsessed with hockey. Obsessed with it. When we were in Ottawa, he says, hockey, hockey, hockey. So his cousins play hockey, but they're 13 and 11. So we went to watch the 13-year-old's hockey practice. And, uh... Sam was just like, oh, my God, watching these kids skate around the ice. So he started walking down the stairs towards the rink. And I was like, oh, hey, hey, buddy, where are you going? Where are you going? Because he's still small. You don't want him to fall. And he's like, on the ice? On the ice? Want to get on the ice? I was like, no, no, buddy. You, we're here to watch. You can't get on the ice. And he threw a fit. He's like, on the ice? On the ice? And then I said, listen, uh, I was just trying to calm him down. I was like, uh, okay, we go, we'll go home. Um, and at this point I had no idea if there was ever a possibility of buying him skates. He's, he's got the size seven toddler shoes. I don't think skates come that small, but I, I was trying to find a way to make him feel better. So I was like, we'll go, we'll, we'll just watch his practice and maybe tomorrow we'll, we'll go out and look for skates for Sammy. Okay. He was like, huh, go to the store, buy some skates, go to the store. And then, so he got in the car thinking we were headed to the store right away. So mad when we showed up at my brother's house. It was like, I want to get some skates. So it turns out you can get size six toddler skates. That's the smallest they come in. And since hockey skates are one size down, um, you, you, so we got them for 20 bucks off some guy. Brand new skates, because his kids grew out of them in like three minutes. It's brand new skates for 20 bucks. And um, he put them on and he just stood up. 
didn't expect. I thought he'd like twist an ankle or something. He just stood up, and uh, so we immediately went to uh, to a, a free skating place. I tell you what, Toronto, Christ Almighty. I mean, I don't know what the rest of Canada is like, but I grew up in Newfoundland, where back in the day, back in 1985, you got one hour of ice time a week if you were lucky, and you had to pay, you know, the the fee to get in. Like it had to be a you had to be signed up to a minor hockey association. And if you wanted to skate on your own, you spent $130 of 1985 money, you know, which is probably like $700 now, to rent out the ice for an hour so you could skate around on your own. So I was amazed to find out the number of outdoor and even indoor rinks where it's free to skate around I, or and play shinny. I can't believe it. It's so awesome. There's a place across the street from us, and it's an outdoor rink. And I skate down going, this is better than the ice in my indoor rink in Newfoundland that I paid tons of money for. I can't believe it. It's so awesome. So I brought him to skate, and, uh, yeah, he immediately just stood up on the ice. And then I got him a little, like, they because it's also, at these rinks, they have little toddler things that you can hold on to so that they, you know, kids can learn to skate. And he grabbed that and he started moving around and it was fucking, it's, it's like you're a kid again. You know, I have to check myself every now and again to realize I am not my son. Like I was like going into Canadian Tire, buying shit, buying hockey skates and stuff. And, uh, and, and I got him a helmet and I was like, yeah, and then I'll get to, man, it's going to be so much fun when I join minor, minor hockey. And I'm like, no, when he joins minor hockey, you are not him. You don't get to relive life, but you sort of do. Oh, my God, my kid's going to be so screwed up because I am living vicariously through him already, and he's two. I, I just, it's so much fun. But anyway, I dragged my skates out of their fucking purgatory. Just, it's been, what, 12 years since I opened a bag? I expected, like, rats and shit flying out, biting me in the neck. Turns out, right before... Uh, I guess I put away the equipment forever. I had bought a bunch of brand new hockey stuff. I guess it was probably one of those moments where it's like, I'm going to get back into hockey. And I went out and bought a bunch of new shit and then immediately put it in a bag and never looked at it again. I was shocked to find out how new my equipment was. But my skates, oh, buddy, they were not amongst the new category. I had to go get them sharpened. And by sharpened, I mean like three layers of rust taken off the blades. But the skates were still in pretty good shape. So I didn't, uh, I didn't think too much about it once I got them sharpened. But then when me and Sam were out trying to fucking uh, get on the ice, I couldn't tie my skates because the laces were so frayed. When I tried to tighten them, they just kept snapping. So I'm just wobbling. I'm wobbling around the ice, and my toddler's standing up solid. And everybody's like, oh, look at this shitty dad. Don't try to teach your kid to skate, buddy. You don't know what you're doing. You bunch of judgy assholes. But no, it's great, man. And that's why, like, it's one of these things that this is my job, and I love it, and I'm having a fun time, but I also can't wait to get back. You know? It's a nice, it's a nice place to be in. It's just that, it's just, if there was some way that I can do comedy, be on the road less, or take my whole family, I mean, it's, 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 hard, it's hard to do. Anyway, we got uh, two more shows tonight and tomorrow, and uh, staying at the go back see the see the people see Rebecca see uh, Joey. Uh, although I will say this, we're staying at at a place. It's got one bathroom, and one of the people is a lady, and it makes a difference to me. I gotta tell you, 
and uh, for bathroom wise, you know, I went and I bought a pack of matches. Do you know what I'm saying, guys? You know, from for the stinky shits. Is that clear? <laughs> Is that? It's just that you know, I, I take the phosphorus pills from from my bones. Long time listeners to the podcast, you guys know I got bad bones. And anyone who watched the show this week also knows I have bad bones. I talk about it on stage a lot. And uh, I have to take the phosphorus pills. And they uh, they give you some stinky farts sometimes, buddy. And uh, so I'm in the bathroom. Matches, man. You, It's unbelievable. It totally works. It gets everything out of there. The place smells like a fireplace afterwards. It's wonderful. You know? I go in there. When I leave the bathroom, it smells better than when I went in. How's that happen? Matches. But it's hard to buy matches. I went to like a bunch of stores. I'm like, you guys got like a box of those matches, you know? And you used to be able to buy for 10 cents everywhere. And they're like, no. Nope. No, you want a lighter? I'm like, no. I got to shit in the bathroom with a lady in, in the next room. I, I, I can't hold a lighter up to the toilet. Come on, guys. Get it together. So finally at the dollar store, one lady said, when we sell people cigarettes, we can give them a pack of matches. She goes, I'll just give it to you. I was like, thanks so much. But that doesn't solve my problem going forward. But at least the lady, she doesn't realize how disgusting I am. That's it for the podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, I'll check in with you again soon. And uh, I said shut up. See ya.